It is the drive with Sam Piper, ESPN Radio 93.5. Derek Piper, Lante. Let's talk some bragging rights. We're going to the Tapman's Towing phone line now. Get the Mizzou perspective on things. Our buddy Gabe DeArmond, PowerMizzou.com for the Rivals Network. Joining us now. Gabe, how you doing? Thanks for joining us, man. Yeah, not bad. What's going on, guys? Gabe's like, Lon's not my buddy. So I don't know why you're saying that. <laughs> Could be saying that, yeah. You know. <laughs> Illinois and Mizzou not supposed to be friends. Right, exactly. Well, uh, Illinois is not feeling too friendly, having lost three of the last four. Uh, how do we'll, we'll get into this season? I know different teams in, in terms of, you know, on the Mizzou side, losing Kobe Brown, losing uh, Des Moines Hodge. But just as, as the Mizzou perspective has gone, Illinois had a nice, decent streak in the Bragging Rights prior to uh, middle of Conzo and then into uh, Dennis Gates. How have they been enjoying this success recently? Because I can tell you on the other side, uh, it's not been easy for fans over here to stomach. Yeah, what is it? And I, I promise I'm legitimately asking. Three in a row, is that right? Uh, three of the last four. Okay, three of the last four. Yeah, I mean, uh, certainly happier uh, around Christmas time, I think, for Missouri fans when they win this game. You know, and uh, the interesting part leading into this year is there is, no buzz for this game and it's not because Missouri isn't as good which Missouri isn't but it I I mean it's still football season here which is unusual hasn't been that way um for a while but you know Missouri I think we've got them 17th in the recruiting rankings they're get they've gotten like six or seven commitments this week the Cotton Bowl is is a week from tomorrow so it is just it's so much more focus on that uh right now that the lead up to this game just just hasn't been what it has been a lot of times in the past. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I'm sure Illini fans maybe would, although definitely geared towards a basketball school, would appreciate if they they had a a big time bowl game to to be yeah no doubt uh, locked in for. But uh, while we're on that note, because I've been curious, I think a lot of people around here as well, and we're going to kickstart that uh, border war once again here in, in a few years, where Illinois and Mizzou back on the on the gridiron, but. What's gone into this for Eli Drinkowitz? What What's made it happen for him? And uh, how, how do you see him trying to sustain this? Do you feel like this is something that he's going to be able to accomplish going forward in terms of being a, a regular top 25 team? I, the recruiting rankings and the success there seem to indicate that he'll have a chance to do so. Yeah, I mean, that's where it started. This is his third top 25 class in four years. And and second top 20 class. Uh, Missouri had never had a top 20 class since people had been doing recruiting rankings before he got here. It only had two top 25 classes. So he's recruiting at a level that that has never been done here before. And look, let's, I like that we can talk about the quiet part out loud now. Let's be honest that NIL is playing a part in that. Sure. Missouri, the new athletic director and both of the coaches in the major sports have galvanized Missouri fans in a way that, that I haven't seen in a while. I mean, I, I told people for the last year, year and a half, look, based on what I'm hearing, Missouri is, is ready to play this game and is in pretty good shape in NIL. And they would lose their recruit. You know, well, we can't be in good shape in NIL. We just lost a guy. And I'm like, I said, no, it, it doesn't mean you just get everybody. It's, it's not an unlimited budget <laughs> where you just go buy everybody in America. But trust me, they're, they're, they are doing a lot better than people nationally will think they're doing. And I think that's starting to show up, uh, show up with, with some of the guys they've managed to get here and, and not only get, but keep once they're here, you know, Tyron right. Hopper could have gone pro last year. Quite a few other guys could have gone pro. So 
uh, keeping them in school. And then he, he's hired two coordinators who have done a really good job. Blake Baker a couple years ago defensively, Kirby Moore before this year offensively. And that offense just completely turned around. Mm-hmm. And, and that's not all Kirby. Some of it's just Brady Cook got a lot better. Some of it's Luther Burden became a second-year player. Some of it's Cody Schrader, who came from, you know, everybody's heard the story by right. now, Division II Truman State, they ended up eighth in the Heisman Trophy voting. Like, that's not I, – I don't mean to, like, downplay the coaching job or anything, but that's luck, sure. right? I mean, sure. that's, sure. that's really good luck that that kid became what he became. So a, a lot of things have gone into it, but it feels – I mean, there's momentum. Most of the offense is coming back next year. They're going to have to replace a couple pieces. They, they lose more on defense, but I, I think Missouri's got a pretty good chance to start a, as a preseason top 10 team next year. Wow. You know, Gabe, when it comes to interviewing Brett Bielma, he's a fun dude. I mean, and he's he's really good at what he does, right? I mean, he's he's one of those that I enjoy listening to his press conferences. I really enjoy listening to Eli Drinkowitz, and he's got some humor about him. You know, he, he showed it on college game day when he was calling up, you know, about <laughs> getting the getting the plays from uh, the Michigan dude. And, I mean, what, what's that like to cover Eli? Because he seems like a guy that obviously is a great professional and is a good football coach, but seems like he kind of enjoys life as well. Yeah, no, he's really good to cover because he's the first football coach I've covered in 21 years now where – I don't know what he's going to say when I ask him a question. <laughs> you know, I mean, you ask Gary Pinkle. I could write Gary Pinkle's answers before I ask <laughs> right. questions. Same with Barry Odom. You know, and most of them are that way. But you ask Trinkwitz, and you never know. You might get it thrown back at you. He might make a joke. He might be – you have no idea. And so I kind of appreciate that. But, you know, I, I said during Eli's first couple years, like, he wants to be Steve Spurrier, but you can't be Steve Spurrier at six and six. Right. Well, at ten and two, you can you can be a little more Steve Spurrier, and you string ten and two together for a little while, and you can really be Steve Spurrier. Gabe on the on the on the hoop side, a lot of Illini fans obviously locking in for this game tomorrow night. Uh, what can we expect out of the Tigers? You mentioned maybe not as good this year. You look at them on paper, and they take the loss to Jackson State. I know they played a close one at Allen Fieldhouse, but you give respect to that. And even the loss now that, you know, maybe a couple of days ago, you look at Seton Hall, like, eh, they any, how good are they? They just beat UConn last night. So uh, what can you tell us about what we should expect out of Dennis Gates' squad tomorrow night in St. Louis? I, I wish, yeah, I wish I knew, guys. Um, <laughs> I, I, I mean, it's probably a close game because most of them have been. I, I wrote after the Seton Hall game that Missouri's best quality is that it never gives up and it's never out of a game its worst quality is that it keeps putting itself in positions you have to make these ridiculous comebacks. They were down 20 to Minnesota with 11 minutes left and won the game. And Mm. that had something to do with Missouri and something to do with Minnesota. Um, They were down 19 to Seton Hall with six minutes left and at one point made it a four-point game. They were down 18 to Kansas and had the ball with a chance to make it a five-point game. So – but then they've also they were up thirty one nine on Loyola Maryland Loyola Maryland in the first half and it was a five point game at halftime. Um, they they gave up an eight one run to Jackson State in the last two and a half minutes. They can go on crazy runs and they can give up crazy runs. They're nowhere near the offensive team that they were last year, which I'm, I'm sure Illinois fans are happy to hear because Missouri was one of the best offensive teams in the country last year, and I think the best offensive game they played all year was that game in St. Louis. Hmm. Gabe DeArmond is our guest, Power Mizzou. Follow him on Twitter 
at PowerMizzou.com. He's joining us on the Tapman's Towing phone line. Looks like Sean East is having a, a great start to this season, a guy that you know came off the bench and uh, seemed to play uh, just kind of a, a role player last year, maybe more in a starring role now for the Tigers. What's different about Sean East this season? Yeah, he's he's the guy. I mean, everything kind of goes through him, whether you know he's shooting the ball or uh, he's he's had a couple games with six, seven, eight assists this year. So he's the guy. The problem is that they haven't found that second and third guy. I mean, last year they had Kobe, but Demoy Hodge was a really good second guy, and and probably Noah Carter was the most consistent third guy. Well, this year Nick Honor and Noah Carter are back and. They're playing different roles, and, and Honor shooting 45% from three-point range, so that's not the problem, but he's got fewer assists and more turnovers. Um, Noah Carter, I, something like two for 19, three for 19 in his last couple games. He's really struggled. Um, you know, I think to be what they hoped to be, like they needed Noah to maybe not be Kobe, but, but be a, a reasonable facsimile, and that hasn't happened so far. They've really struggled to, to just kind of find their roles. I mean, Dennis played 13 guys against Seton Hall, and and he just looked like a – and that's with a, a guy, Caleb Grill, that was starting out with an injury for a while. So he just looks like a coach right now that's just kind of searching for any combination that can give him consistently, you know, maybe maybe not 40, but at least, at least maybe 25 or 30 minutes. Yeah, that makes sense. I, I, I'm scared to do this. I don't even know why I'm doing it. But last season, I, I, I don't know who I was. Who, did we talk to Gabe? I don't even remember. But I asked about Kobe Brown, and I'm like, I think he could be really good tonight. He could be like an X factor. And, like, that was the game that, like, then propelled him to the NBA. So I'm scared to death to ask this question, Gabe. But who would be maybe a player that Illinois fans don't know a lot about that you might expect to have a good night tomorrow night? Well, I think the guy that needs to and, and probably is the guy on this team that Illinois fans would maybe know the most about is Tamar Bates, who uh, transferred yeah. from Indiana. Um, and it, it didn't really work at Indiana. I mean, he was a, a four-star kid, but whether it was the system or whatever, it, it didn't work great. The numbers weren't there. Um, he has had a couple nights. He had 22 against Seton Hall, and I thought was Missouri's best player. He's He shot the ball very well from three-point range. Um this year he's probably their best shooter he's capable of of getting really hot now he's also capable of disappearing to be quite honest and that describes almost everybody on Missouri's team this year which is has been part of the problem but he's a guy that Missouri fans have been saying since the start hey we need to see a little more of this kid and finally the last couple games he's really gotten a lot of run and I think if there's somebody on this team who can be that second option to Sean East it's probably Bates one more question, Gabe DeArmond, Power Mizzou. Defensively, Brad Underwood mentioned today they do a little bit of pressing. I know that you look on Ken Palm, their turnover rate is, is pretty high in terms of you know turning people over, getting out in transition. How would you describe for those that haven't seen Mizzou defensively what they're doing at that end? Yeah, it's last year was so weird because they, they did a lot of that, right? I mean, basically, if you didn't turn the ball over, you probably scored against Missouri. But you turned the ball over a lot. <laughs> right. Like, I mean, they, Des Moines Hodge led the SEC and maybe the country in steals, and, and they just forced a lot of mistakes and turned it into a lot of easy baskets and played really fast. This year's been different. Um, they haven't been quite as hectic. Uh, they do have Connor Vanover and then Aiden Shaw. I mean, they're on pace to set a, a school record for block shots, but They've been getting beat on the perimeter. They they gave up. I mean, Saturday was or Sunday against Seton Hall was their worst defensive game. They gave up 93 and and were just dreadful. But it was interesting. The last few minutes, 
he had a smaller athletic team on the floor with Bates and Shaw and, and Trent Pierce, who's a uh, 6'8 freshman that they really like. And they turned up the pressure on Seton Hall with that, and they made a huge run. Um, you know, like I said, almost erased the 19-point lead in, in the last six minutes. So I, I said after the game, I think that's how he needs to play. Like, I, I don't think they've got enough guys to just go out and line up and, you know, beat teams trading punches. They've got to do something a little gimmicky, and maybe it's put your best athletes on the floor and go full-court press and hmm. just turn it into an ugly game um, and, and hope you force the opposing team into a bunch of mistakes because that was the best I've, I've really seen Missouri look this year uh, was, was when they were doing that. It, it's kind of like watching the – the football team that does nothing all day and then goes on the two minute drive and right. you say, well, why don't they just do the no huddle all the time? You know, good stuff. Gabe DeArm and power Mizzou. Always a fun uh, conversation that we have. Always a fun game environment. When you get the 50, 50 split uh, should be a fun one there uh, tomorrow night, 8 PM at enterprise center. We appreciate your time. Uh, happy holidays to you and your family. Amen. Enjoy the, the cotton bowl lead up as well. And then obviously the game tomorrow night. So thank you for joining us today, man. Sounds good, guys. Thanks for having me. Thanks, buddy. Gabe DeArm and Power Mizzou. Good for- stuff there. I forgot Dennis Gates was a Illinois kid. Did you? Do you did he's a Chicago guy, yeah, right? Yeah, he's a Chicago yeah. guy. He uh, he played. Where was it? Ah, now, Lon, come on. I just had it. I literally just had it. And now I don't. It doesn't matter. He's from Chicago, Illinois. 43 years old. I mean, he's, yeah, he's a younger guy. A young kid. So, uh, Played at Whitney Young. Whitney Young, yeah. Where he went to school, and then uh, California was his uh, college team. That's right. He's and he looks like he's twelve. He does. <laughs> he's, he does. He's he got looks, the real young-looking young. face, you know. That uh, well, listen, is this his second year, right? At yep, Mizzou, thirty-two wins. I think he's thirty-two and fourteen now with the Tigers. So he's done a pretty good job there, and. Yeah, I don't took know. him to the tournament last year. Yeah, that's that right. That was something that Conzo was having a hard time doing. I mean, losing three or four to Missouri doesn't sit right. Doesn't, especially when you hear like, yeah, you know, Mizzou fans aren't even really thinking about basketball right now. This right? is the one where like, <laughs> that's crazy. Hey, yesterday we asked on the U of I Atlanta Lake text line, like, what's a memory? What's one thing you think of first when you think of the bragging rights? And you and I both answered, and we had a couple pop in where mm. the one and I don't remember who it was, said when, when Chief got tackled. And I was actually at that game. I've only been to the Bragging Rights game twice, once as a fan, once to cover the game. And I was there to cover that game. My brother was with me. And at halftime, I had sat the camera down, which we do 99.9% of the time, and was visiting with my brother and a couple of other guys. And all of a sudden, there was a scuffle. And I was like, what's going on? And then we realized Chief had been tackled. And then the uh, the male cheerleaders, the Illinois male cheerleaders, like absolutely beat the crap out of that dude. Man, from Missouri, those guys are all buff, man. You, oh I, yeah, I wouldn't mess with them. So that well, was then they one got thing. the. Uh, what's that challenge they do? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Where they hold they hold them in the air and yep. it's like a pyramid. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah. I think that year Illinois won it, and oh man, there was a nice little. So since I've been covering, not to distract from your story, no, but, you're good. Uh, there was a nice streak where Mizzou would win seemingly every year, but Illinois had a nice little comeback. Have they? I think they won the last two years, I believe. Okay, um, those guys I think are stronger than me. I think I can. I uh, think I could say that. 
my arms would rip out yeah. like if I had to try to do that. Yeah. I was thinking, and maybe somebody can help me here, I thought one year Quinn Snyder had popcorn dumped on his head. <laughs> but was that did that not happen? I don't I thought that happened one time. I was trying to think what else was on the text line from yesterday. I, mean, I, I guess I could have gone back and looked. But, yeah, there were, there were some cool moments uh, in, the, uh, in the series, obviously. So, really cool to, uh, to go back and watch that. But I'm just happy it's not going to be sleeting. And I've made a number of trips over there to St. Louis for this a couple times as a fan and also as a, a beat reporter. It seems like every year there's some kind of weather you got to bear, including yeah. last year. Like, last year, Joey Wagner and I pulling into That's right. St. Louis at, like, 25 miles an hour, yep. slipping and sliding. It just Yeah, because our championship game was canceled. Yeah. Uh, in high school, in other words. And we didn't make it up until, like, February. Is that, that right? I forgot all about you guys going down there. This year is supposed to be, like, I think 50 degrees. 50, maybe a little bit of rain. You guys will get fog this year. Yeah, right? <laughs> just to add to it well look it's always going tonight i'm i'm being a family man and saying no nah, you know I'll, I'll meet you tomorrow that's probably smart. so uh that's probably smart just so if you're listening Haley, you know that uh <laughs> give me the brownie points for that pipes taking one for the team yeah i'm taking one for it's the family funny, though, my wife was like are you you know this is your last overnight until our daughter's here so oh. are you sure you don't want to do two nights <laughs> i was like um yeah, of course. You could still go. Why, why wouldn't I? You could still go. Yeah, you're right. Hmm. <laughs> I could just. I wouldn't see be you, well rested tomorrow. I could see you getting up to the interstate <laughs> and then being like, ah, "I'm going. I'm going. I'm St. Louis bound. I'll meet you down there, Joey. Save me a spot, patios." Yeah, no doubt. Or, Haley texts me. You're home from. You're not home from radio. You everything all right? I'm like, oh, I decided to go to St. Louis. You don't. You said he didn't mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you kind of pressured me into it. <laughs> Yeah, no, you better. I had a whole life to live before my daughter yeah. got here, and I just had to go. You and I were talking about how I can't tonight uh, sit down and watch like Christmas Vacation, or yeah, man, I've been bad. I can't that. tonight because I got to take. Or Andrew and I are going to Bloomington, and then tomorrow night I'm going to be in Hayworth. So Saturday, Sunday's Christmas Eve, right? Yeah, yeah. So Saturday, I feel like will be that day that I can just veg. And probably watch Christmas Vacation, It's a Wonderful Life, mm. and then I'm going to save Polar Express maybe for Christmas Eve. I like it. I like Polar Express, but I'll probably watch Christmas Eve or Christmas Vacation Saturday and Sunday. Have you watched it once yet? Yes, I haven't even seen it once. I mean, I I attacked December. Yeah, like early in December, like December third, I watched Christmas Vacation. I've been listening to Christmas music the entire time. I've got the old country Christmas going now, so it's yeah. great. I need to get back on playing some two one seven. Make the trip tonight, Piper. <laughs> right, you're right. Yolo, lol. <laughs> I don't know what that means. Uh, you only live once. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there we go. I had a senior moment. <laughs> you know what we should do? We should hit the drink button right now. We should. Because probably a lot of people are winding down. I wonder how many people are closed tomorrow with Christmas being Monday and or probably taking off at noon maybe. Like open until noon. Mm -hmm. That's that's what we're doing. And then we're going to have some lunch as an agency and maybe go have a drink. 
But I told him, I said, well, you guys can do all that, but I got to drive to Hayworth. <laughs> so I'm not going to partake in that stuff. But tonight, you know, people might be ready to gear oh, up. For yeah. the, you got people coming in, family members flying sure. in today, probably. It's weird to have Christmas on a Monday. No doubt. Like, we're going back to work Tuesday, and I, eh. yeah, that doesn't seem right. Yeah, maybe, maybe I'll just announce on the air that we're going to be closed, too. No, I'm kidding. No, I'll be there. I figure it won't be a busy day. No claims. Yeah, as I long mean, as your house yeah. didn't turn into the Griswold house. <laughs> right. You don't need any of those. Nobody needs to talk. Nobody needs to talk uh, insurance on the day after Christmas. No. It's like, what the heck? But, yeah, I'm ready for that. Maybe that drink button. I'm sure. Let's do it. A couple of buddies of ours are probably ready to roll. Get it in the air. Let's go. To the holiday season. To a happy new year as well because we won't be here next week to wish it to you. Uh, everybody, yeah, get them up. Enjoy this one. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year from us here at The Drive and Stevie J Broadcasting. Happy hour. And kudos to those bars out there that have frozen glasses course i love a draft beer on occasion I, I it doesn't matter you can give me a bottle a can a draft i don't necessarily have like probably in order it would be bottle draft can mm, yep but of course the can is very handy if you're at a tailgate no doubt don't want to be carrying bottles around and such but if you get me into a bar and i look behind the bar and there are cold glasses. I I'm in. And you can't just have one of those. Definitely not. Oh no. Oh, that's so good. No, yeah, there's some good establishments that mm-hmm. have those waiting for you. And uh that's the best. Drew just said hi. What's up, Drew? His little hometown of Newman's got a bar that's got cold draft beer. Really cold draft beer. Yeah. I've, I've been buying. I love it. I've been buying, tasted it. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's catch a break. Uh, we'll play some Brad Wood before we get out of here. And also, let's talk some NFL. Not, to, not that we need to get all riled up before the holiday season, but I, I'm feeling a little feisty. Are you really? A little bit. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you why. All right. I'm excited to hear yeah. this. Uh, stick around for that. This is The Drive the time of the year when gifts come in and stuff goes into the garage. You can leave that stuff there just for now or schedule two men in a truck junk removal to come out and remove it for you. Two men in a truck has multiple solutions. If the just for now stuff isn't needed, we can junk it. If it's items you need later, we can store the just for now stuff until later. Has your just for now become more than you anticipated? Two men in a truck has solutions for your residential and commercial junk removal at twomenchampagne.com. You have money laying all around your house. You just don't know it. And no, I don't mean selling your great-grandma's good china. I mean all the old metal items you don't want to use or get rid of. Don't pay someone to haul it away. Bring it into Max Twin City Recycling and get paid to have it taken off your hands. They love new customers and are more than willing to walk you through their process step-by-step. Come check them out at 2808 North Lincoln Avenue in Urbana. Is the season of love. Couples, if you're going through that engagement chapter of life, 
Congratulations from Inspire Your Wedding and Events. Save the date on Saturday, March 23rd for this premier immersive, interactive, and inspirational wedding showcase. Vendors, now is the time to connect so you can interact with couples at the historical and unforgettable Orpheum in downtown Champaign. Head to inspireyour.com. The hammering, the sawing, the drilling, all the sounds of the workplace from music to our ears. You can be a part of construction projects, large and small, as a Carpenters Local 243 member. Learn to excel with apprentice and journeyman training. Members enjoy all the benefits this internationally recognized union has to offer. It's a life-changing decision. Join the Local 243 family tradition. Contact Carpenters Local 243 at 217-356-5463. Hi, it's Stevie J. So I took my mom into Audubon owned by Jeff Hanley, who owns 13 locations around central Illinois. She's had so much trouble hearing for so long. Audible, A-U-D-I-B-E-L, for hearing. And some of the new technologies, they've got AI now for some of these hearing aids, and, and they're virtually in, invisible. It's unbelievable, and it helped my mom. It helped her incredibly. We've been to other places. This is by far the best place I've ever been in for hearing help. Go to Audible Team. That's A-U-D-I-B-E-L. If you want more information about Audubel and how Jeff Hanley and his amazing culture and amazing team that they have, go to AudubelTeam.com. That's A-U-D-I-B-E-L, AudubelTeam.com. You'll be so happy you found Audubel. Amazing work. they got a location in Champaign. Go to AudubelTeam.com. That's AudubelTeam.com. Have you ever wondered why you pay your bank to have a checking account with them? We do too. At Fisher National Bank, we offer free checking accounts that reward you to bank with us. Our rewards cashback checking offers 2.02% cash back on debit card purchases up to $500 monthly. No service fees or balance requirements needed to earn rewards. For a free checking account that pays you back, simply make 12 debit card purchases, receive electronic statements, and have one direct deposit within a monthly cycle. It's so simple we bet you're doing most of these things already with rewards cashback checking you have access to reward saver which earns 4.07 annual percentage yield on balances up to 20,000. reward yourself with free rewards cashback checking and reward saver a few of the many ways fisher national bank invests in our customers see monthly requirements at any branch or fishernational.com fisher national bank exceptional communities exceptional people member fdic Bet like the pros with the world's largest sports book right at your fingertips. Circus Sports is now available in Illinois. Hi, I'm Derek Stevens. I've been a lifelong sports better and I'm the owner of Circus Sports. We're excited that the Circus Sports app is now ready for action. Experience big app bets with high betting limits, tight money line splits, and more. Now you can download, fund, and bet like a pro from anywhere in Illinois. Download your new bookie today at CircusSports.com. If you or someone you know may have a problem with gambling, call 1-800-GAMBLER or text ILGAMB to 833-234. holidays to everybody and uh, it, that must mean it's uh, bragging rights season again and uh, time for the uh, the annual trek to St. Louis so uh, always an exciting game always uh, uh, so happy for all the great basketball fans in the two states and the two universities you get to uh, uh, 
uh, enjoy this game, and, and I say it every year, it's one of the, uh, the most unique games I've ever been a part of in terms of the 50-50 split, and, and uh, uh, the longevity of this uh, rivalry has been uh, something fun to be a part of. Um, obviously, uh, they did a number on us last year. Uh, it was, uh, that was not an extremely fun evening. Uh, heading into the Christmas break, um, but new team, um, really on both sides. There's a there's a few few pieces back. Uh, Missouri went on to a great season last year, you know, led by Kobe, and um, uh, it was spectacular for them, uh, making an NCAA tournament appearance. And uh, uh, they've got another great team. Uh, they've, they've hit the portal hard. They've got a lot of new faces, uh, but one of the the key guys back is East who has turned into a all-SEC type guard. Uh, I think he's leading the country in three-point field goal shooting, uh, 61%, <clears throat> um, which is elite. Uh, their guard play has been spectacular, and uh, uh, you know that's a concern of, of ours. We've had a, a few days since our last game with, uh, uh, with Colgate. Uh, it's been nice to, to uh, again, have practice time and uh, We'll expect nothing, as, but a but a but a heck of a heck of a game in St. Louis, and we'll have to play extremely well. Uh, you've won a couple of these, but why do you think it's been a struggle for you guys in this game? Oh, I don't know. They're good. I don't know. I it's, it's uh, you know I can go into different things. Uh, you know I, I I don't know. I like this. I like the fact this year we're not butted right up to finals. Um, that's that's. Always an issue. Uh, we've got a little time in between, but that's that's not an excuse. Uh, they, but they've had really good players. I mean, we, we want to treat them like they're no good. They're really good and uh, and have been. So, uh, you know, it's it's another game in the non-league schedule, and it's a good one. You've got to be prepared for. Talk about Missouri's guards offensively, but for your guards, Terrence and TJ, how much of a tone set are they? How much of a tone set have they been for you guys defensively this year? Well, they're you know we're. 12, 11th, 12th today defensively. Um, you know, they, they're a huge piece of what we do. Uh, you know, I've said it many times, I think Terrence is one of the best defenders in the country. Uh, he went out and proved that again uh, in the Colgate game against a, a very, very good point guard. Um, and he'll have to do the same. He's always stepped up to that challenge of wanting to guard the other team's best player. Uh, that gets him going. Um, you know, I think that uh, the fact they have three, uh, really quality guards, uh, could all shoot it. Um, it's a great challenge for, for Ty, Marcus, Justin, Draven, uh, Luke, uh, all of those guys who, who may get a little Quincy, who all may get a little uh, run at those three guys. So they're very good, and they, they shoot it, they beat you off the bounce, um, they're efficient in the paint. So, uh, you know, they're you know, the saying is you win with quality guards, they've got really good guards. Have you seen that defensive side for Terrence kind of elevate his game? Like, what's one of the biggest growth points for him with that? Yeah, I think just, you know, he's always, he's got elite athleticism. He's got elite strength. And I think it's just the comfort and um, of, of our system, the way we play now. Uh, it's not drastically different from what he did at Tech. Uh, but, um, you know, it's different enough. And then I think it's... Uh, uh, you know, there's a maturity that goes with playing defense, and and it's an effort thing. And uh, I think that he's he's finally healthy. 
completely healthy. He had missed 10 games prior to coming in here, so his conditioning's back to work. He's uh, at an elite level, and uh, you know he loves that challenge. You mentioned <clears throat> hey, it's a new Missouri team, and like you've got a bunch of new guys. Is that I don't know, change the dynamic of this game where you don't have a lot of four-year guys that have maybe you know, seen the same four-year guys oh, across the board. Yeah, it's, there's no doubt. The, the portal, you know, is, it, it doesn't build up. You know, you, we've, I've got a bunch of guys in a video room, you know, that, that sit there and don't understand bragging rights. You know, they're having to hear it. They haven't lived it. They've got the same thing. Uh, you know, whereas when Chester played, uh, it was passed on. And uh, year after year after year after year, and, and we've got a you know a very much a different environment. It doesn't mean the game is any less important to uh, the fans or anybody else. But uh, getting guys to understand, you know, Coleman's been a part of four of these now, and this is Luke's third, and uh, you know those are rare. Uh, you know, we have guys that have been three or four years, and you know, uh, but it still makes the game fun, and still makes the game. Uh, uh, an important one for our fans. Is Chester still relishing the opportunity to drive home the importance of this he, game? He does. He does. He, he takes full advantage of his uh, uh, status and, and his, uh, he's very proud to, of his, his record there. So, but again, it's, it's, it's a uh, non-league game and it's a quality opponent on a neutral site and, and uh, we've got to hammer home the, 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 the importance of the rivalry and, and we've We've, uh, uh, our fans let our players know, especially through social media. They, this game. they take their sheer threes, I think, second most in the SEC. Do you want to run them off the line and make them take twos, or how do you defend that? Sure, it's what we do. You know, it's what we try to do is, is, is get them and, uh, uh, you know, force them into twos. And I say that, and, you know, and, and East especially takes two a game. You know, he's a guy that leads the country, but he doesn't take a lot of them. He's very efficient in the paint, so you've you got to be got to be careful how you pick your poison with him. Um, you know, their their other guards are catch and shoot guys that uh, uh, will take six, seven a game, um, and and they come in a variety of ways. They come in transition. They come off the press. They, um, you know, they, it, it's you know, East is an elite passer. Um, so you've got to uh, got to got to be very conscious of them, and it's something we've been knock on wood to this point very good at, at, at taking away, and we got to continue to do that. How do you how do you feel about Dre so far through a month and a half or so? Um, how is he progressing, and kind of just versus what you want for him going down the road? What's kind of different between maybe now and where he's going to go? Well, he's extremely talented. I mean, he's 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 just a uh, a special special talent. Uh, Defensively is where he's made his biggest jumps. Uh, he has days of practice we can't guard, and and when Terrence can't guard you, you're you're doing a lot of really good things. Uh, you know, defensively, it's it's the uh, um, it, it's it's been tremendous growth for him. We're trying to get him fouled. For him to understand, he needs to get fouled. Great players get fouled a lot, and with his athleticism, he gets by people. He creates opportunities. He can. Uh, he can live in the paint, uh, you know, and, and he's got the ability to make hard shots. So he continues to develop. Uh, I've been really pleased with him. He spends as much time in here uh, as as anybody uh, working on his game, and his time's coming. Uh, last week you said Nico had an appointment. I guess both. Do you expect him to be able to go tomorrow? Then what's next for his timeline? No, he will not. Uh, 
he's in a pool, he's got a shoe on, uh, he's continuing to uh, just develop that. We won't bring him back until he's 100% and it's uh, pain-free um, at, at this point, but uh, everything was great. Uh, it's just, now it's just the process. Has this week been a grind? How have you approached this week of practice with some more time? No, I, I don't want to say it's been uh, it's been a grind. It's been it's nice. It's refreshing because we're we're not fighting academics and, and, and the classroom stuff uh, like we did last week. But uh, uh, we had a very spirited practice on Tuesday and and uh, it was fun. It was lighthearted. It was it was you know touching on some things and 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 you know we did some kind of a little different approach and then you know back to Wednesday and Thursday. Uh, Obviously, the uh, the game prep stuff. So, um, but yeah, it's been uh, it's been a really good week. What do you want to see offensively from your your team in this game? Do you you want you want a fast pace? You want a lot of possessions? You think I'm going to tell you that? <laughs> Both. Whatever the game brings, we can play that way. You know, it's I don't think it's I don't think it's uh, you know we'll see how it unfolds. You know, they're a team that will will press us some. They they're a team that had tremendous success against against us last year playing zone. Um, I, you know, sometimes you gotta, you got to draw up and, and take what the game gives you. But, uh, you know, we, we obviously like to, uh, uh, to play fast when we can, and we'll see if we get those opportunities. We've got to defend and rebound, I know that. How do you feel about Coleman getting back into a rhythm offensively after missing time? And it seems like he's taking some steps forward there. Yeah, he was great. He was great. He, you know, Coleman, Never forces anything too much, and and it's and he takes what the game's given him now. He's uh, it was nice to see him um, not just on his jump shot. You know, it was it was, it was there was there were a few drives. There were there was a few offensive rebounds. There was a few post ups. It was you know kind of a, a, a nice mix for Coleman and, and uh, you know. Figuring out where those opportunities come and, and what the matchup's going to be. It's going to be different every night. I don't know who's going to who's going to guard him. You know, we see a lot of cross matching. We've seen a lot of five men guard him. So it doesn't. It's 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 moving him in those places, and, and we're able to take advantage of that in the cool game. Yes, similar to Dre. Just kind of, what's the next step for Amani as you know, get through this first semester? Yeah, I, I think it's it's just being patient. I had a. Long talk with Amani this week, and I mean, I've I, I very, very rarely been around a freshman as mature as him in his, in his approach and his understanding. And you go down here every single day, he's with a coach. And, you know, he is, he is understanding that, that this is a process. Uh, the changes he's made with Fletch and his body are, are important uh, from a conditioning standpoint, from a strength standpoint. Um, I'm very, very comfortable with him on the offensive end. He's an elite offensive player because of his IQ. Um, and I think he's figuring out the defensive side and he's, he's continued to get better there every day going against Coleman, going against, uh, you know, Dane. So, uh, like I said, he's, he's going to be an all-league type guy. Uh, as I think Drayton has the ability to be. And, uh, but uh, I, I have no problems putting either one of those guys in a game if, if, if that's what's uh, called upon. No big picture. Like we talk about Terrence's work ethic and kind of how that drives him here, but just in the time you've known him, what stands out about his development to 
go from where he was to now, you know, a player of the year candidate in a lot of ways? Well, it's very seldom when you have a guy who's first team all league and a preseason all American that wants to get better. There's a, there, there's, there's, there's a difference between good and great. He's really good. He, he had a really good year last year. He didn't have a great year. He had a good year. And, and finding that next gear, and, you know, it's simple. You know, Terrence, sometimes we, we don't want you to come in at 4.30 in the morning. No, I'm actually going to come in at 4.30 every morning. And, 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 and he won't rest on that. And he's very um, ingrained in his routine, but it's always about getting better, but never losing sight of the fact that, that he wants to win, and, and that's first and foremost. So... Uh, I have tremendous appreciation for his very consistent work ethic. And I say consistent because it's, it's very rare that you see guys, you know, Io was one of those that had just a, just a, a routine, a pattern. And when they said they were going to work, they were going to work, and, and they do. And, and uh, he's taken weaknesses and made them strengths. And, and that's something that's, that's uh, nice to see from a good player who's turning into a great player. With the leaves and temperatures beginning to fall, it's time to make sure those furnaces are in great running order. Get that furnace tuned up so it doesn't let you down on the cold nights. Dogtown is the people's choice number one HVAC company again in 2023. Ask about the current 0% financing offer on all Lennox high comfort systems and single component units for qualifying applicants. The number is 217-841-4728. Dogtown Heating, Air and Plumbing, your home's best friend. First Federal Savings Bank of Champaign-Urbana invested in our community since 1908. Before you buy your home in 2024, speak with one of our experienced lenders. Jack, Jim, Kim, or Lane. Experience the convenience of working with a local lender with local service, decisions, and loan underwriting. We'll close your loan conveniently in our comfortable offices. We invite you to visit us to experience the exceptional friendly service from our knowledgeable staff. Hey, if you're not already banking with us, give us a try. We think you'll love it here. We do. Call or visit us at 356-BANK today. First Federal. Member FDIC. Equal Housing Lender. NMLS. For it's ginormous, gargantuan, huge Dick Van Dyke appliance with year-end sale December 26th through January 2nd. We're talking savings up to 80% off clearance, scratch, and debt metals with iconic brands GE, Frigidaire, Electrolux, Whirlpool, come on man, enter to win a washer and dryer, save like never before, and spin the wheel for additional savings. The year-end sale from Dick Van Dyke Appliance World on North Neal, just off I-74, December 26th to January 1st. Don't miss it! Carl works every day to improve the health of community members across the region, and it would not be possible without team members like Dwayne Linton, a nationally certified nurse in the emergency department at Carl Foundation Hospital. I work with a team of people who really care about what they do and are very flexible and adaptive in rapidly changing critical situations, and I would trust any of them at any time. If you're looking for an opportunity to serve your community like Dwayne in a supportive environment, visit carl.org career. Back in the drive with Sam Piper, ESPN Radio 93.5. This is usually our Who You Got music. Yeah. But no Hans D. He's too busy partying it up. Probably had a little, like, brunch and uh, beer event. Yeah. You know, yeah. These kids that aren't in school and don't have to work, 
Don't don't get me wrong. I was living that life at one point. It seems but like he graduated, right? Well, yeah, but he's so he is throwing part. Like he's a DJ, oh, so people I, are hiring okay. him. Okay, my bad. To go have their uh, to be their their party man. He probably had brunch in Brussels, mm. flew home, and now he's going to DJ an event. Yeah. on Green Street or something tonight. Yep. Or College Street. Is there a College Street uh, in Illinois? Like College Street was a big party. Street for SIU. Green Street for sure. I don't know about College Street. Like, I'm talking more house parties. Oh, know? okay. Like, College Street had like that. That's where you'd house party. Yeah. I, I, who knows with Hans? Could be on First Street, maybe. First Street, yeah. yeah. That's true. That's true. Uh, yeah. Nope. Who knows with him, but he his work ethic is like it always has been. Yep. And yet Stevie continues to pay him like Kyler Murray. It's true. You know what's funny? Not to just make this a whole Han segment. So he keeps <laughs> he keeps uh, sending us heads up when he's got these events, right? Yeah. And like, which is it's nice of him to say, hey, you know, if you guys want to stop by yeah. now, it'd be easier if I was 23 and not 33, not married, <laughs> not having a one and a half year old, not having a, another daughter, <laughs> uh, a daughter on the way here soon, or my wife is eight months pregnant. Um, yeah, see, there's no excuse for you to be there. There is none. At least with me, they'd be like, somebody brought their dad. <laughs> like, for you, it would be like, who's that? Right, that's true. Like, is he a townie that just happened? He heard the music? Uh-huh. At least with me, they'd be like, okay, like, whose dad is that? <laughs> I don't know. Nobody can figure Is it Hans's dad? No, I don't think that's Hans's dad. It's not John. So, yeah, I don't know. It'd be weird. Like, that's the one time where I could probably get into the party before you. Isn't that crazy? What I what I was going to say, though, is I feel like there'll be a point where Hans will stop inviting us. Oh. And I feel like we got to – we probably got to show up to one to of get, these. To get to one of them? Yeah. Don't, I mean, it might be like the thought of these guys or whoever's in the in the audience being like, who are these dudes? Doesn't mean we can't have a good time. Well, that's true. We could we could have a ball, man. I mean, we could look at them and be like, "Who are you guys?" Yeah, exactly. This is our party. <laughs> we own we own the DJ business. <laughs> yeah, we need to get to one. But uh, Hans, if you're listening, at least he, he invited out, me like to a 7 p.m. one. That's true. And not the mid. Hey, it starts at midnight. It's like what? I wonder where Hans is going to be at New Year's Eve. I'm going to pitch that to my wife. Honey, uh, what do you think? New Year's Eve at Hans's Bash. Let's go. I'd be in for a New Year's. I never do anything on New Year's Eve. We don't either. I've never been a New Year's Eve guy. We always put on the, uh, you know, the countdown. I don't even do that because I'm in bed by nine. Oh, there you go. (laughs) I just wake up the next day assuming it's the next year. (laughs) Is everything working? It seems like the phones are working and... You know, <laughs> it's like we move on to the next year. <laughs> That's ter- it, It's just, it sucks getting old. I don't blame you. But I'm if sure I I'll could go there. to a Hans, if I was at a Hans party where I was energized with. Let's try to set that up then. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah, that yeah, kind of, yeah. I'd be like, all right, I'm good. I'm good, man. I'm good. Yeah. And then, uh, and then Haley's water breaks. <laughs> <laughs> Hans, it was, it was great. Been here five minutes. Gotta go. But the bass really, like, 
dislodge something there. It's, I don't want to get into it. You'll learn about it one day. You're right. Exactly. <laughs> you, but you we, we are going to go to Carl now. <laughs> I think Lon's sticking around, though. Yeah, he's, he's going to stay. He's going he's gonna to hang around. <laughs> he's going to take us to Carl. Is that couch open? He might have to, he might, I drove, we all came together. We all <laughs> made the trek in from Muhammad. Uh, the wonders of Uber. Yeah, it's true. That's true. All right, I gotta hear your yeah, yeah, yeah. Mad I keep about delaying this. The thing. Bears. I'm mad about the Bears. Uh, okay. Number one, I'm just disappointed because that was a heck of a way to lose a football game oh, last Sunday. Horrible. Uh, starting with the Robert Tunyon drop early in that game, and then oh, that's right. Ending with the Darnell Mooney. My guy Mark Silverman is ready for Eberflus to be gone. Oh God, that's the one kind of like silver lining here is I, the defense has gotten a lot better. Mm-hmm. And Sweat has been really Sweat's good. Sweat's been awesome. And that, that secondary's talented. They got they got some young talent back there. For a moment, and look, I was covering the Illinois Colgate game, so I didn't see every play, but I did have YouTube TV up on my laptop. Yes. So I was, I was yes. high. In, I mean, with how, they picked off Flacco three times. They were winning a low-scoring, ugly game. They gave the they handed the offense the ball, like the one-yard line. I'm like, this is like vintage. When the Bears are good, they got a exactly. lights-out defense. And just enough offensively, and this is what they do. So, like, is this 2018 again? The chances of losing that game were so. Oh, boy. But we've lost that one. We lost the Lions game when we were up, like, 14. And the Broncos game, we were up, like, 17. So, I'm cool with Iberflus getting fired. I'm extremely cool with Luke Getze getting fired. I think he's terrible. He's a horrendous play caller. And I think that that is is kind of where I'm at. So, How much does that Justin Fields yeah, like see, I get asked that a lot. I, I make it so glaringly obvious. Then, like, throw him a a game plan that is complex, and make it be make make him be aggressive and make him try to make throws that then you show that he can't make. Don't make it so simple and simplistic that like we're gonna run twenty screen passes against the Vikings. That's they'll, fair. They'll never see it coming. That's oh wait, there's another one. <laughs> oh oh well, yeah, there's up. another one. <laughs> Okay, it just it feels like he is over his head. Okay, but I have trust me, I've heard it from a lot of people. Like, is it because he's catering to what he feels like is a limited quarterback? Right. I don't know though. I I think Fields has played pretty decent. Yeah, I mean DJ Moore's had a great year. So he's had a great year. I I just feel like he's been a little bit more. Um, he's made some more anticipation throws. Mm-hmm. He's been a little bit more on time. Uh, there are ti- there's still a, a time or two where he holds on to the ball, but he's he's cut down on his turnovers of late outside of the – he threw two picks against the Browns, both on Hail Marys. Oh, well. I mean, so, that's... you don't really count those. No, I agree. No, I, listen, he's such a conundrum right now. I, I don't – But the, the national consensus – I've been listening to the score, which obviously is just Chicago radio, but even, like, the national opinion, everybody feels like it's an – it's – practically a no-brainer if you have the number one pick draft Caleb Williams Williams. don't pay Justin Fields the 23 mil next year and it's you're gonna go all in on him the 40 million a year ultimately and reset the clock and and take the take the ride with Caleb Williams who could be a the next superstar at the position I asked you what is your again it's a crapshoot because we don't know what Caleb Williams is going to be but are you confident that Justin Fields can get in the playoffs, number one? 
get this team to the playoffs. Mm-hmm. I think he can. Mm-hmm. Are you confident that he can win games in the playoffs against other top-notch quarterbacks? Can he outscore another quarterback? I can't tell you with a hundred. I can't tell you with a ton of confidence right now that I know for sure he would do it. Yeah, because you just haven't had a a situation around him where he's gotten a chance to show that. Like he has one legit receiver, but he's been really good with DJ Moore, mm-hmm. and he's dynamite with his legs. Like he can make some special plays. He can extending. Uh, you know the. The bounce off of Miles Garrett and throw that touchdown early in that Browns game. I mean, he ran for more yards last year in a season than Michael Vick ever did. Right. And I know that there's also maybe a shelf life to a guy that relies that much on his legs versus someone that might be a more polished passer. Yeah, I I think he's a dude, man. I, I think he can be a top 10 quarterback, in so my opinion. Then you guys would draft. if you, You're going to have that number one pick probably. So you're going to take Harrison? I'd love to take – I'd love – ideally, I want the Patriots to love Caleb Williams so much that they'll do what that the Panthers just did yes. and say, all right, so you don't take him or so you don't trade that pick to someone else to take him. We'll swap with you. We'll give you two. We'll give you a little bit more on the side. Yeah. And then we can take Marvin Harrison at two so that you guys don't spoil this at right. three Right, because if he's there at three, the Cardinals are taking Because that's what I want. I'm not, And not that Marvin Harrison's the only receiver in this draft. No, like, I get it. Uh, I, is it Malik Neighbors from mm-hmm. uh, LSU, LSU that's supposed to be really, really good? So if it was like you trade down a little farther and just get more in terms of picks. Collateral, yeah. That maybe that'd be fine for me as well. But just the thought of – I feel like if, if they got Harrison mm-hmm. with more – then went out and spent some more money in free agency on the offensive line, uh, maybe even a wide receiver three. Um, this mm. team can win the division next year. And you probably still have some money to spend. We do. We do. Do you want to play Adam Hogue? Yeah, let's do that. The covers the Bears, right? He joined the PN, PNHX Cardinals podcast with Johnny Venerable, who's actually a Bloomington, Illinois native. Yep. I didn't know that till the last time I was listening to him. But they were talking about – it's just, again, we talked how your team and my team are really similar because we're both up there in the draft. So, Adam Hogue was asked about what he thinks the Bears might do with that first pick. Look, if I'm a Cardinals fan, I'm uh, I'm rooting – if you guys don't think you can get the first pick at this point, I would be rooting for the Bears to get the first pick. Um because I do, to your point, I do think it opened. If you guys are zeroed in on Marvin Harrison Jr., I do think that that widens the door more to the Bears potentially taking him if they're at number two. Yeah. Because hypothetically, if they're stuck on Caleb Williams mm. and they can't get Caleb Williams, well, then they're probably going to keep Justin Fields. Right. Depending on how they feel about Drake May, we don't know. But let's just go under that hypothetical scenario. They like yep. Caleb Williams. They don't like Drake May. Okay, now they have the two pick. Well, they're either going to look to trade back then out of the two pick, um, which would probably go to a team then that's trading up for Drake May, you would think. Right. Or they're looking at Marvin Harrison Jr. And how do you not like Marvin Harrison Jr.? And how do you not like the idea of having DJ Moore and Marvin Harrison Jr. if you're going to move forward with Justin Fields. That uh, seems like it would help a lot. That's where you give him a legit chance to show like that's that's Buffalo going out and getting Stefan Diggs. Yeah. That's Philly loading up Devontae Smith and AJ Brown. Well, and and who's who's to say you can't get a quarterback n- the next year then? If if you give Harrison and Moore to Fields and he still struggles, 
Yeah. Then maybe next year, not this year. Right. But. But if then if he turns into a generational quarterback. Right. right. Are we doing too much with that, though? I, I wonder I, that. I know. Now, he did win the Heisman two years ago. Yeah. And he had some some outstanding numbers. This past year, the Notre Dame game was a, a, a blip where he throws three picks. He he didn't have great stats in the – was it the Oregon game or the Utah game? Do you worry about – you know when he went up in the crowd and cried? Yeah, and he cried in his mom's arms? Yeah. I'm, which, whatever. I, I'm not ripping him for that. Uh, but there was a lot a of bit. pressure on him this year, and you saw how that kind of – he didn't have his best season. No, he didn't. No. So I wonder, do you worry about that? Like, here comes the next Patrick Mahomes. Can you imagine being called that? Like, hey, here, you're going to take over the Bears, and you're going to be the next Patrick Mahomes. Good luck. Yeah. That's a lot of pressure in a top TV market that if you struggle at all, man, that'd be a lot of pressure on a young man. Yeah. And I, but he's going to make a – well – not a lot of money. Not really. as much money. And I know everyone says it's a great window to be in, a, a quarterback on a rookie deal. Right. And I know that the, the Seahawks were able to pull that off with Russell Wilson and spend money elsewhere on their defense and whatnot. I just feel like I know enough about fields that and he's had, he's been able to, to learn.